And welcome to this episode of Little Bits of Stuff, a podcast that showcases different health-related topics for medical professionals and non-medical audiences. This show is brought to you by Nick Ate, a surgical resident at University College Hospital, Ibadan, Nigeria. And here's your host, Nick. So for this episode, I asked my fans to send in their first experiences with a doctor in a consulting room and for those who can't remember, they can send some other interesting doctor visits or awkward conversations or moments or even the annoying ones. And so, I picked out a few out of all the entries I had to share with you guys and trust me, you'll enjoy their stories. Uh, before that, uh, some news filtered in yesterday um, that there was an increase in the STD and teenage pregnancies during the lockdown in Ibadan. Um, the Southwest Regional Manager for Society for Family, Family Health said there was an increase in the rate of sexually transmitted diseases amongst teenagers in Ibadan or your state during the lockdown imposed to stop the spread of coronavirus. So while we were trying to stop the spread of coronavirus, um, sexually transmitted diseases were actually on the rise. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Um, he also said the group noticed an increase in the number of teenage pregnancies during the same period. Uh, no, this is bad. This is bad, guys. This is bad. He said the increase was noticed um, from data in health facilities used by A360 in the Akinyele and Ibadan Northeast local government areas of the state. And, you know, according to him, he said a large number of adolescents were sexually active, contrary to the belief of their parents and guardians. Um... Well, I'll just I'll just be mute about that. <laughs> and then between March and May, they recorded a whopping 16 teenage pregnancies in just six health facilities that were adopted in two local government areas. And that tells us that a lot happened in other places that you know they didn't even capture. It's 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 crazy, guys. He said all the facilities, now listen to this, all the facilities were out of STD drugs during that time. Now that, that just blows it out of proportion. That's, that's, that's just out of this world. And sexual activities were, were not limited to the adolescent group alone, but sex amongst the adults and married couples was not part of their mandate. So of course they couldn't, you know, just, um, record that I, I i don't know what to say about these guys <laughs> i just thought to share it's 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 definitely crazy it's definitely crazy uh teenage pregnancies are you know part of you know, the menace of the society uh it's something uh, we should all try to avoid avoid it's um uh it's it's bad really it's bad so back to the business of the day have you had visits to the doctor you consider as funny, um, weird, awkward, or even pleasant? Did you have a nice time at the doctor's office? 
and here are some of the experiences others had during their visits. All names and details withheld and here is entry one. So my first consulting experience, um, as far as I can remember, I was 13 and it was my mom's idea to take me to see the doctor because she expected that at 13 I should be menstruating and I haven't started menstruating by the time so she took me to see the doctor and um, well the doctor waiting was really really you know I was really nervous because I mean I don't even feel comfortable discussing stuff like that with my mom now imagine discussing stuff like that like with a stranger so I was really really nervous and also another reason why I was nervous was because um, as at the time I was experiencing sexual abuse discreetly without my mom's knowledge so I was really really frightened because I don't know what the end of the consultation was going to be like I don't know what the doctor will find out from his many questions his many tests I was just scared so the time finally came the doctor finally saw us and he was like um he tried to be friendly to lighten up the mood and then he asked if I had a boyfriend of course I said no my mom was there then he was not like okay am I a virgin the answer to that one was obvious but also my mom was there so I said yes and uh, well after a series of disturbing and creepy questions that made me uncomfortable he now finally said okay that obviously I'm too young to be pregnant and stuff like that and obviously at my age I can't be having sex yet so but just to be sure what's going on they will run a scan on me I was scared because it's one thing keeping a secret from your parents that like you are being sexually abused behind their backs and you are scared of outing the person to them and being the one to face the consequences later and it's not another thing to now actually go run a test and then maybe it comes out positive that like you're pregnant so i was i was i was scared to my bones so eventually i i climbed the couch he rubbed the low cold liquid stuff on me he was trying to make small talk to make it more comfortable but it was really really bad and after the whole rubbing and checking and everything because i really don't know how to interpret the whatever it was that was displaying on the screen it was just the doctor so the next thing the doctor said was like hmm. i thought he said I thought he said you've not had sex before. How come you are pregnant? <laughs> hey God, I only jumped from the couch. I wanted to die. <laughs> but but like I had to act surprised. I was like, I don't understand. Pregnant, how? What was going on? Well he insisted, he was like, ah, 
the is this not baby's head that I'm seeing here like this? Hey, my heart was pumping, <laughs> my eye was red. Oh my, I started crying. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> When I was crying, they thought I was just crying because I was scared because I didn't know how the baby got there. But like deep down, I was crying because, well, I felt I was finally, the whole abuse thing has finally busted and at the end of the day, I'm going to have to give it to the baby for my abuser and it was really, really annoying. So I was just crying. Then later, he now told, he now told me he was joking. <laughs> I felt on my mood. My mom actually thought I was crying because, well, I didn't know how the baby got there and I was scared, but like, she never really even investigated it and the doctor didn't even talk about it for that. They just assumed that I cried because of, you know, this, the fear of how the baby got there physically. So that was it. After then, I refused to go to the consulting room with my mom because I've had several other consultations, like personally with doctors, and it was more free. I could complain about stuff, talk my mind, you know. I can be honest when it's just me, or at least when it's just me and my friends. But with your parents, like how is one supposed to be honest with that kind of thing, especially when you're not up to 18 yet, do you get? Now that's an interesting story right there. It seems like a lot of young ladies will prefer going to their doctor's office without the parents for a lot of obvious reasons anyway. How are you just supposed to say at that point suddenly that you have a boyfriend talk more of having sex? I mean, some parents will just, you know, devour you raw. I mean, it's it's like the world is going to end at that point. I, I totally understand. Now, parents need to be firm with their kids and that's understandable. But at the same time, give the child the confidence to report a case of sexual abuse or when she has a boyfriend so she can have the proper sex education. I've had to excuse a child's mother in one of my sessions just to see if she would open up to me and she did. Of course, she begged me not to tell her parents even though she wasn't at fault at that time and was only in such a circumstance by chance. Well, anyway, this is not a PTA meeting. so. Let's hear entry number two. Hi, so I'm to talk about my first experience in a consulting room. Wow, that's a really long time and I'm not sure I can remember the details, but uh, I can talk about an interesting time in the consulting room, if you will indulge me. Um, yeah, so um, I'd been working for about two years and I'm not going to leave. I'd been very tired. I was having constant headaches. I was um, always feeling dizzy and um, it was just tiring, you know. I just wanted to get the opinion of the doctor to, you know, just tell me what is wrong and probably get me a note to stay off work for some time. So I went into this hospital that is close by my house. Um, it was about 10 minutes to see the doctor. I had to do my vitals first, blood pressure, height, weight, and all of that. And five minutes later, I was in to see the doctor. Once I got in, I just sat like, you know what? This is where all of my problems are going to end. And um, I remember that he was just looking at me like, 
so what's wrong with you? Say something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. And like, you are tired. Okay. How can I help you? What was wrong? And I just kept saying, I'm tired. And he said, okay, but you have to say something. You're tired. is not anything. So I told him I was having headaches. I know I'd been using drugs and it wasn't just working. And, um, so he asked me a few questions. How long have you been working? Um, where's the headache? What part of your head? What drugs have you used? When do you sleep? When do you wake up? You know, just asked me a few questions and I responded to him. Um, I don't think I had much of questions to ask him because it was pretty clear um, the things he was saying or the responses, you know, I was giving to him and what he was saying back to me. So um, the conversation went on for quite a while. You know, I was relaxed. It was just even, you know, just sitting right there was an opportunity for me to just relax. You know, I was really, really tired. So um, the conversation eased into, oh, so you're my namesake. How are you? Oh, so what school did you go? So what do you do exactly? You know, why are you so tired? What's your what's your job? What's your job description? What's your daily routine? Really like, you know, the conversation is due to that. And, you know, we just stared. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what, doctor? Just give me a note to say that, you know, I need to rest, even if it's just two days, you know? And he was so kind enough to give me that note. <laughs> he was so kind enough to give me that note. Um, he also told me to use some drugs, you know, and, you know, try to change my pattern, you know, sleeping time, waking up, and you know, just take it easy generally and let's see, you know, if I feel better and all. Um, we spoke and gisted for like about 30 minutes. It was, I was quite comfortable with him. Um, I ended up having his number to say, you know what, in case I need you another day to give me this note so that I can know when to come to the hospital when you're on duty. And um, I, I got his number and, um, you know, I don't think I reached out to him after then. Well, he reached out to me somehow. Social media is very... <laughs> social media is, is everywhere. It's easy to reach people. Um, so we became friends after that. Um, it was quite it was quite a good time in the hospital answering my questions and just helping me out. And I can also say that, yes, I felt better. <laughs> so it wasn't like I just wanted to go and see man. You know what? I felt better. Um, the drugs he gave me were okay. I tried to change my routine, you know, and he checked up on me. So it was a, oh, hi, you know, you came to the hospital the other day. How are you feeling better? You know, that was what the conversation was like on, on social media. Um, he became my friend after, you know, you know, afterwards. And thankfully, he has moved to another city. You know, actually, I'm thankful he moved to another city. But he's, he's my first, um, he's my first stop if anything is wrong with me. You know, he's just a WhatsApp call away or a phone call away, you know, if he's really urgent, <laughs> you know, um, that's, that's my experience really. Yeah. Two years, two good years, like one year, two years, and you did not go on leave. I mean, a lot of times you may not really be sick as in sick. It may just be chronic fatigue and all that. All you need may just be some rest, change your routines, take a vacation, and so on and so forth. Not every ailment needs drugs. Take it from me. 
I repeat, not every ailment needs drugs. You must not go into a doctor's office and come out with a prescription. Yes, I said so. I mean, it's, 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 it's just human nature. You have to rest. I mean, even if you use a laptop continuously for two years, <laughs> it's, it's going to pack up someday. Okay. So, I mean, rest, guys. Without you, the work will still go on. You know, people will still go out every day and still come back, you know, without even remembering anyone was gone. Okay. Uh, but why was she happy he moved to another city? Ah, okay. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, I wish I could ask anyway. But um, here's entry number three. Hi there. Okay. Um, my most awkward doctor's visit. Hmm. <laughs> Trust me. I, I think I've had my share of this. Okay. And I have made peace with it. Okay. Because you really do not have a choice. Okay, I personally do not like hospital visits. Yeah, um, because I mean, you get to share your personal details with this person, this stranger sometimes, you know, um, especially when it has to do with um, female routine checkups, okay? Um, I know, I mean, over the years I've had to request for um, a female doctor, but it doesn't change the fact that Sometimes you need to strip naked in front of this person, okay? Sometimes you need to touch your boobs. That's really awkward. Yeah, it is. Okay, and you can't lie. You're there because you need help, so you need to tell the truth. Okay, but I think over the years, um, well, I think the most awkward one I had was way back. I was still in the university then. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I was feeling a bit itchy down there, okay? And well, we all know what down there is. You have itchy in my vagina. Okay, and I told my mom about it. And, um, <clears throat> sorry, we arranged for a doctor's visit. And, um, yeah, it was apparently a family doctor. Okay, so um, we went there. The waiting time was fine. And then it was time for me to go inside. I have no idea why my mom had to follow me inside because, gee, I was an adult. So, <laughs> not like I needed an adult with me, but, well, she came inside. Okay, so um, the man asked the usual questions. When last did you see your period? How long did it last for? Blah, blah, blah. And then the next question was, <laughs> are you sexually active? I'm like, okay, this man, slow down. Really? Why would he ask me this? My mom is sitting right beside me. Seriously, who does that? <sighs> well, there are three people you shouldn't lie to. The doctor, the pastor, and your lawyer. Yeah, so of course I told the truth. And I think that was when I first um, lost my virginity. Yeah, yeah, so I had to tell the truth well. And the awkwardness in that room at that moment was <laughs> out of this world. Like, I don't even want to remember that day, really, because it was really awkward. It was really embarrassing. And I didn't even want to look at the expression on my mom's face because, I mean, but Sha, I, I answered, I told the truth, and I moved on. Okay, some tests were recommended, and you know, drugs were given, and all of that. But the ride home that day, mm. <laughs> I mean, she didn't say anything. She didn't outrightly ask me, but I know that what is going through her mind is like, hey, Jason, this girl. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think so far that's that's like my most um, awkward doctor's visit. Yeah, 
So that's my story. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. So we have another mommy issue here. <laughs> you have to spill right in front of your mom. I can imagine the silence on the ride home. The tension so strong you can cut it with a knife. Don't you guys know these questions will be asked? Like we ask everything. I mean everything. So you should just prepare to either come with your mom if you know or not come with your mom. I mean, if you're not old enough, I can understand the fact that you'll come, you have to come with your mom and things like that. But when you're old enough, please just come alone if you can. Just unless you know you can actually spill in front of your mom or your dad and, you know, they're okay with it and no awkward moments or anything. But if you know you have awkward things to spill, just just come alone if, if you're old enough, okay? Just come alone. And does requesting a female doctor really make it better? The fact that you still have to strip or, you know, I mean, I don't know anyway. Maybe uh, you guys will tell me. Um, and would you lie to your doctor? Um, I know it's some people do it, actually. I, I, I know some people do. Like, you can actually write, I mean, see right into them that this, this patient, you know, may not be telling the truth or the whole truth it's it's it happens okay it happens uh, just because maybe someone is there they don't want the person to hear you know what the whole truth is so you may have to excuse that person before you get the whole you know the whole gist to the whole thing okay so uh that's all for now more real life patients uh stories episodes coming your way uh, leave your comments or feedbacks and don't forget to subscribe. See you in the next episode. Bye. And that's it on Little Bits of Stuff for today. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Podcast. You can also get it on Audio Mac and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Lil Bits of Stuff. That's L-I-L-B-I-T-S-O-F-S-T-U-F-F. And on Instagram at Little Bits of Stuff. That's L-I-T-T-L-E Bits of Stuff. Until next time, stay healthy. Mm-hmm.